Hello, I'm Serena Price, a senior marketing and public relations strategic communication double major at SMU. Welcome to Hello Hilltop. Today, I have the honor of interviewing Dan Creo-Levy. Dan graduated from Southern Methodist University in 2009 with a Bachelor of the Arts in Cinema and Television. Dan has over 16 years of experience in filmmaking, where he has worked with multiple companies, such as Universal Music Group and Disney. Dan is a co-founder and chief creative officer of Moxie 88, a boutique film studio specialized in film and TV development, production, and film financing. Dan has worked on many film projects, but his short film, Zero Hour, was an official selection in over 65 major film festivals worldwide. Hi, Dan. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule, and it is an honor to have you today on Hello Hilltop. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be talking to a fellow SMU student. I love it, thank you. So let's start off talking about your childhood and your years prior to college. Where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in Mexico City and I lived in uh, different parts of Mexico till I went actually to SMU for college. Had you ever visited the States prior to going to SMU? Uh, since I was like a week old, I started visiting the States. Yes, I, I, it was a large influence in my upbringing um, you know, my love for film and TV really pushed me into being a big fan of the American culture and, you know, especially Hollywood and the industry. For sure. That's amazing. So who were your biggest inspirations growing up? Uh, honestly, you know, it's a little bit cliche, but I, I cannot lie. Steven Spielberg, his movies growing up meant a lot to me. And still to the day, uh, you know, a lot of the movies from the 80s, from like E.T. or Back to the Future, created a big impact in my life. Even a little bit later, um, Jurassic Park was also a big one. That's amazing. I love all those films. They are definitely classics. So what was your childhood like and did it inspire you to pursue the career you're in today? Uh, well, my, my, in my family, there was a lot of uh, love for the arts, for theater, for movies. So I remember even being a young kid and like not even being able to read and just sitting on my grandma's father's month and looking at the movie times on the newspaper because yeah that's how it used to be <laughs> and picking one and just being excited about watching what was coming next so um it was a lot of love for going to theater for music for reading and you know at the end of the day filmmaking and tv tends to be a combination of all those arts you know you have music you have literature with the script you have photography with the dp so the combination of those arts really pushed me into loving film and just creating a, a venue to express myself, but also to kind of separate myself from the world and have it as my little refugee. That's awesome. I totally agree with you. I think there's nothing more magical than being able to connect people through the art of film. Because I think expressing those emotions is just is a really great way to show, you know, how crazy this world is and really get people to feel one another. Correct. Yeah. So then why did you choose SMU? You know, I actually, it's interesting, but I didn't know anything about SMU when I applied, like nothing. I had never even seen the campus or it hadn't even been to Dallas. But uh, my best friend at the time, I did, a, I did a summer film campaign with the New York Film Academy and I became friends with this, with the guy that became my best friend and roommate then at SMU. And we were trying to decide where to go to college and he kept talking about SMU and how much he loved it and he got into it and at the moment I thought that the best way 
to pursue film was to actually like form a group of people, not just, you know, it's difficult to break into the industry. So the idea of starting with someone else at the same time was very, very intriguing. And he kept talking about SMU that I literally applied, got in and actually got to see campus the first day I got to SMU. That's crazy. That's definitely a very big change. I'm sure. Did Dallas meet all of your expectations? Yes. It was kind of like a blind date, but it went well. That's gl- I'm glad because, yeah, I'm sure um, I'm from California originally. So, yeah, Texas was a big <laughs> change as well. And I'm sure living in Mexico, too, it's it's quite different out in the South. <laughs> yeah, it felt Dallas felt a little bit home compared to Mexico City. And that was a, definitely like a big change of pace for me, like going from a city with 30 million people to Dallas was like big change. Oh, yes, I'm sure. It's it's very fun city, though, as well. So how did SMU prepare for your career? You know, a lot of the things that helped me was the extracurricular activities that I developed while I was in Dallas. You know, there was when I was at SMU, the American Film Institute started their uh, film festival over there in Dallas, which was the AFI Dallas, now the Dallas Film Society Festival. And they approached us at SMU for volunteers, and I went in. So that was one of the big ones, but there was a lot of opportunities that came through SMU that I took them all, and that really pushed me. There were also a lot of great teachers, a lot of great um, classmates that I am still friends with and collaborate with. For example, William Camp, who I met in class, and you know we became good friends, if not best friends. Uh, he he's been my DP in a lot of projects. So definitely, SMU helped not only in preparing me with the classes that I took and some of the teachers that I still I'm in contact with and I love, but also the opportunities that came around in the city were really really good. You know, having a you know a degree from a place like SMU doesn't hurt at all when you're trying to get a job. Definitely. And then speaking of, are there any SMU professors who really affected you and really helped you? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of, I have a special place in my heart for a lot of them, but there was a lot of, uh, for example, Professor David Sedman was a great professor of mine. Uh, we had a lot of fun, but I also learned a lot in his classes. Uh, professor McCartney also at film. Uh I had a lot of fun and with uh, Professor Sean Griffith and I took history of musicals with him, which was it's one of my favorite subjects I ever had. So there's a lot of teachers at SMU that not only taught me a lot, but supported me a lot. And I've been in contact with some of them even after I even recently contacted a few of my uh, professors because I'm working on a big project and I wanted to get some comments from them. But I definitely tried to stay in touch with a lot of them because that were a big part of my life. That's amazing. Yeah, I love how they'll kind of stay with you. A lot of them will throughout your whole career and everything too, whenever you need help. That's, I think, a really great factor about SMU. Especially the ones that you probably like, I don't know how to say that, but bother the most and like the ones that have to deal with you the most that sometimes you think they're pushing the extra hardest are the ones you cherish the most for for the rest of your life. For sure. I think they see the potential in you. So, you know, if they're a little tough on you, it's because they want what's best for you. I hope so. I want to believe that was the case. <laughs> but, you know, I had never been, a, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was never a great student. So still, still happy I, you know, I was able to graduate and go on and continue my life because I, I was never a school person. Well, you know what? You made it, though, and look at all that you've accomplished now. So that's amazing. So speaking of, actually, how I know you co-founded Moxie 88. How did you decide to do that? 
for a lot of years, I worked in a lot of studios. I worked with uh, Universal, Disney, uh, with studios in Latin America. I headed up the U.S. division of a big Latin American studio called um, Lemon Films and so on. And I worked in very big projects and also very small projects. But um, working in the studio system, you kind of get lost in there. And there were a moment that I was working on all these big films, but I was just a little grain of salt in the whole mix. And I really wanted to pursue further. I wanted to direct more. I wanted to write more. I wanted to do my own project. So the goal first, you know, I create, I did that short film that you mentioned, Zero Hour, that was written by uh, Academy Award nominee and fan winner Guillermo Arriaga. And that uh, short pushed a little bit and I started going around getting more as a filmmaker and I decided to create Moxie to pursue those projects that I really wanted to do and that meant something to me. I was lucky that I found the right partners to do so. My writing partner, Eugenio Villamar, is just an amazing producer, an amazing writer. And I just wanted to push the boundaries of filmmaking. We were getting scripts from agencies and studios that had enormous talent attached and they were looking for investment, but the projects were not exactly what we wanted. So we decided to stop everything and start creating our own projects. And luckily, six years after, we've been very successful at it and we're happy with the way it's going. That's amazing. So what are your responsibilities as a co-founder and chief creative officer? Sadly, too many, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Sometimes, you know, when you, when people, I always say that when people want to like go into film world, they think that it's like a very, you know, it's all about the glamour and the premieres and the fancy things. It's actually not, it's, it's a lot of babysitting people. It's a lot of dealing with egos. It's a lot of careful walking. It's financing. But, um, my responsibilities go from everything from finding the right project, from developing the project, uh, financing, dealing with the studios. A lot of responsibilities that we've taken into the company were not the original plan, but you have to start taking, as opportunities come, you have to start expanding and going into other areas. So, you know, we do a lot of things. We do from developing projects from the ground up to creating new IPs. So even like what we're doing right now, which is working with known IPs into rebooting them or bringing them into a new new take with major studios. Okay, got you. That's definitely super interesting, especially because like you just said, like you have to work with different studios. And like you said, the industry definitely can be very difficult, I feel like you said, with uh, working with a lot of different players who, as you mentioned, might have some big egos or whatnot that you have to work around. But that's awesome. You're able to kind of make it cohesive and work together. Yeah, it's, it's about a finding balance and, you know, understanding everyone. Everyone wants to put their own thought and their own piece of their mind. And sometimes, you know, if someone is putting money, they have an opinion, but also if someone is putting their time. So it's such a collaborative art that at the same time, it's, it's tricky. And making a movie or a TV show is probably one of the hardest things that I can think of. People don't realize they sit down to watch or they binge watch a show, you know, it's like 10 episodes and they do it in one, one day and you're like, oh, you know, it took me 10 years to develop that thing and to get it done. And it took you an afternoon to watch it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's some things that people don't give it a thought. But the best advice that I ever I was ever given was to always find the project that you want to wake up in love with for 10 years at least, because sometimes that's how much it takes to get a single project off the ground. Right. So what has your favorite project been? Wow. Um, 
I think the one I'm working on right now is probably one of my favorite projects I've ever worked with. I cannot say what it is, but it's a big <laughs> IP that I'm um, doing for Paramount. And it's an honor just to be doing one of the biggest IPs in the world. And I'm very excited. Kenny and I not only are the creators, but we've been doing the script and developing. And we're very excited to do this new show for next year. Also, you know, very special to me is everything we did, we're doing and we did with Blue Demon. Blue Demon is one of the most incredible icons in Latin America. He's the biggest luchador there is. And we uh, partnered with him to develop different properties based on not only his character, but the character his father played in the movies in the 60s and 70s. So that has been an honor to bring something so iconic from Mexico into the mainstream. In the past, we were doing a Disney show with that, that we developed. It was three years of working with that from the ground, you know, me and Eugenio pushing to get this thing done. And it's... That's one of the ones that I love the most. But I think that what we're working on now, which is the future of Moxie, is the most exciting. That's amazing. We're going to definitely have to keep updated with you so we can see it when it finally comes out. That sounds very promising. I know. I, I Honestly, like it's been like a year of keeping a secret. It's too hard. <laughs> I don't know how you can do it sometimes because I'm sure it's such an exciting time and you just want to tell someone. You're like, oh, no, I can't tell anyone. You know, it's tricky because it, it also sometimes people don't realize how important it is to say these things because that's how you get more jobs. So one of the things is that we cannot wait to say because we want to get more gigs to do. <laughs> right, right. Yes, for sure. So has there been a favorite celebrity that you've gone to work with? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, there were very special uh, people that I've met through my life. Guillermo, who has been a mentor to me, has been very important. But for example, um, Jennifer Lawrence in... And Charlize Theron and Hans Zimmer were, you know, three people that I worked with on my first film that I worked on. And we, and that was very special to me. You know, there were people that I admire. Um, Jennifer, that was her first movie. So starting with her was kind of a big thing. And, you know, seeing how her career changed and how she became one of the biggest names in Hollywood was a very impressive thing to see in first hand. Those are people that I admire and I, appreciate but everyone that I've worked with is special to be honest from I think that every project has a vibe and what we love at, at Moxie is that we like to create kind of like this families with each project for example Dan and, ben, Dan and Benji who are the writers of what was the Disney project who wrote Detective Pikachu they became two of my best friends in the world and I adore them and they're two of the best writers in the world right now so I think every project has someone that you know, it's an honor to work with and to share your time with. Right. That's crazy. Especially like you said, how you got to work on one of her first projects with Jennifer. I'm sure that's super special to be a part of that. And then, like you said, see where she's gone in today. It's very crazy to watch those careers take off like that. It, it's crazy how, you know, one day you, you have someone that is just pushing and in the same spot than you. And then the next day they're huge and it happens all the time, you know, it's, but it's an industry also very big ups and downs. So you don't ever know what day, you know, it, that day, what you're going to wake up with from the top or at the bottom. You keep going. For sure. You definitely have to count your blessings in that industry. So what is the best career advice you could give to a fellow SMU student? Honestly, keep pushing. I know it's, it's difficult. Like my, always when I, people ask me about going to film and TV, I say, think about it twice. Like I said before, 
it's not a glamour glamour industry. It's more of a work and overwork and get disappointed and get used to know the industry. So the, the first thing I'd recommend is being determined. Be, know that it's not going to be easy and just keep pushing and take every single opportunity that you can. Uh, I was actually at SMU when we had a guest speaker who was Marvin Hamlish, uh, who won the Oscar for the score of the, of this thing. And he said to us in class that you take any job they offer you and then you figure out how to do it afterwards. <laughs> and I think that was a big thing that has always stuck with me, that if someone offers you a job or you have an opportunity, you always take it, even if you don't know how to do it. And after you accept it, then you figure it out how to do it and you do the best you can. Right. And then, you know, upon that too, I'm sure, you know, it's a challenge, but that challenge helped your growth too. So like you said, you can't really shy away from stuff like that. Yeah. And you have to be open. You have to be open to new ideas and new positions because in, at least in my experience and in my area of expertise, which is film and TV, you may want to be a writer, but first you have the opportunity to direct or maybe you want to be a director and you have the opportunity to produce. So one of the best things is that since I come from the Latin America or the, specific the Mexican school of cinema, we are used to doing every little step of the way. You know, we start at the bottom and you hustle to make things. We don't have such a big industry like the U.S. one. So you have to learn every single position. You learn to do different things. And I think that one of the secrets is not only to partner up with the right people and always create a group that pushes with you and for you, but also I think it's very, very important to learn as many positions on a set as you can and learn how to do them well. So when the time comes, if you're in a position of not only hiring, but being on set and you can tell people how to properly do it or you can help, it will help you in a great way. You know, never try to just do your own thing because you never know if the, the correct you know, path for you is another. Right. And yeah, it's always helpful to be able to help anyone because you never know when something's going to go wrong and you'll have to step up to bat to help out. You know, my, my, in my personal opinion, I love to help people. I love to provide help, to be there for other people. Most of the time, they won't even pay you back that help, to be honest. <laughs> they will forget that you did it, but you have to do it not only for them, but for you, for you to learn more things. And sometimes when you do those things, people will pay you back and it will help you. And that's when you get ahead. It won't be always, but if 10 people you help, one of them helps you, then you're already ahead. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, that's really good. It's a good motto too. <laughs> so talking about the future, are there any projects that you'd want to accomplish or any genres that you haven't been able to get into yet? You know, uh, we, we are working on very different genres right now. We're very excited. Like we're, we're literally finishing this new big IP, but a TV show, but at the same time, we're doing a horror movie for a studio. And we are also at the same time working on a sci-fi TV show and an animated movie. So it's so broad, all the things that we're doing at Moxie that there's nothing right now that I can think of that I want to do. The reason of Moxie 88 is, you know, Moxie is that energy, that last thing that you push that makes you conquer things. And the 88 is because back to the future, that's a speed you travel to uh, back in time. So we want to create the projects that we grew up with and we love and have that feeling. So we're very broad when it comes to genres. We're doing thriller, horror, action, uh, adventure, 
kind of superhero animation. And that's the space we live in. We don't do a lot of dramas, yet we do have some big projects in there, but we try to go more for the fantasy and for the dreamlike scenarios. That's awesome. So what are your professional and personal goals for the future? Well, we wanna, right now we wanna get that show going. We wanna get that season order. So <laughs> that is my biggest goal right now and my only focus. But uh, obviously, you know, I think that getting to tell the stories that I want, getting to tell the scripts that I've been writing for years that are in my heart, like, for example, the demon movie that I we're looking into doing right now and stuff like that. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to lie. Everyone dreams of an Oscar. I do, too. Hopefully one day that will come. But most importantly is to being able to keep doing what I want to do, what I love doing, and being able to pay rent and to keep living. <laughs> Because, you know, it's a difficult industry, but we're happy with the way it's going. That's good. Yes. I, you know, I think everyone always fantasizes that industry, but they don't know the blood, sweat and tears that you really got to put in to be able to, like you said, pay rent and actually make it. But that's amazing. You guys are doing so well and have all these promising projects. If you could go back in time to when you were a freshman at SMU, what advice would you give yourself? Have more fun. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. that I was so, so focused on what was going to be my life after college. I was, to be honest, I didn't want to go to college. My dad asked me to do it because <laughs> he was not able to do it himself. And that was one of the big things for him. So I promised him that I would. I wanted to get out of it. I honestly, I was just waiting to like graduate too. I was working while I was studying and all the things. And I didn't enjoy a lot of the things that now I miss from SMU. So every time I go and visit campus, I'm like, oh, I should have gone to more games. I should have enjoyed more parties. The truth is that at the same time, what I did is what got me to actually where I am right now. So I don't fully regret it, but I would tell myself to enjoy co the college years because life gets a little bit tougher afterwards. Right. I sure definitely does. Well, now that you've accomplished so much, you have to come back to one of our boulevards now that our football is also doing a lot better. Yes, way better than when I was there. So uh, I, I, I would show up with a lot of pride now. But uh, yeah, I would love to you know, I, I always think about going back and I like to walk around campus and just see my old dorm. And I really miss SMU and it was a big part of my life. And I'm very proud of that part of my life. That's awesome. Well, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to sit down and talk to me. It has been such a pleasure interviewing you and talking about all of your accomplishments. I can't wait to see you someday out there getting Oscars. You know, hopefully in Mexico, we say from your lips to God's ears <laughs> when you, someone's something good so hopefully that is true in the meantime we'll be you know working hard and creating the projects that we want to see out there thank you so much for having me and i'm always here for you know for smu and for fellow smu students thank you audience for tuning into hello hilltop don't forget to catch our future podcasts on itunes soundcloud and more make sure you stay up to date follow us on social media by visiting our instagram and facebook accounts at smu hello hilltop until next time we'll see you on the hilltop